What's going on, everyone? Um, today's episode of November 1 of the Balls Soccer Podcast. Um, we are your co-host. My name is Ahmad, and we got Daniel with me over here. Hello. Um, and today's is going to be a pretty quick episode. We're going to discuss the uh, the Big Six Prem Clubs weekends this week and um, see, you know, just kind of talk about the, uh, the games, see, see how they're going to go out, maybe do some predictions. And then uh, probably Monday, we're going to go a little bit more in depth, break it down, talk about some of the, um, the January transfer window and a lot of other stuff that's going on in the soccer world right now. So uh, let's, do let's it. just uh, let's go ahead and get straight into it. First up, we got West Ham versus Chelsea. Oh, this is this is this is a tough one to call, man. I'm not gonna lie. It is. West Ham. Um, West Ham are having a pretty shocking season, especially compared to you know where they were the last two or three seasons. Um, but and I mean Chelsea as well. Really, two teams in a in a down downward spiral, if you will, um, or just a down year even. Um, early kickoff. So what are you, what are you thinking? Um, I mean, with all Chelsea's new transfers, you know, kind of, kind of break down me what you're, what you're seeing this week. I mean, yeah, as you said, you know, we got a bunch of transfers in Chelsea. Yeah. We'll go more in depth in that on Monday. Um, but I mean, the disappointing, disappointing start with all those new transfers so far, they had a draw last weekend. Um, wasn't, wasn't too impressed by, by the play. Obviously the squad isn't a hundred percent, um, you know, they were missing draw Felix, yeah. but, um, I don't know, man. Like I, I think new team. Oh, hundred percent. It's almost like someone put them in FIFA and just kind of <laughs> put the transfer budget all the way up. But Hey, Todd Bowley, I guess. Hey, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, with the stuff coming out with, uh, with man city, obviously we'll get into that in the next episode, I'm sure. But um, it, it'll be interesting to see, like, I mean, I think since he took over in the summer, they spent upwards of $500 million. Um, I mean, that's a lot of money to spend in, in six months. But um, the player I'm really interested in is uh, I got to watch a good bit of the game the other day. But, I mean, Enzo Fernandez looked looked good. Um, I mean, obviously it's his first game, so he's not going to take over. But that price tag, I think, is going to carry a lot um, on his back. But, you know, yeah. as you mentioned, there's a lot of injuries. So I think if – as they're able to get players back um, and, and have Graham Potter, you know, who knows how long he'll be there, but, um, you know, have him start to find his 11. I, I think he'll start to start to flourish. And the same with Mudrick. I mean, being an Arsenal fan, uh, you know, looked for a while like he was going to be a gunner. Um, Chelsea's pocketbook said otherwise. Um, but he looked, he looked good in his cameo against Liverpool, not as good as against uh, Fulham. So it'll be interesting to see there as well. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. Um, just want to talk about Grand Potter real quick. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how how this new Chelsea board is gonna gonna work out. Um, obviously they didn't put much faith in Thomas Tuchel. Uh, it just kind of seems to be a Chelsea thing to you know hire a coach for one year they do well, sack them the very next year. Yeah. Happened with Jose. Happened with Antonio. Happened with Sorry. It's just uh, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, I think. Was it Ancelotti that took them to the to the final? That uh, I forgot what year it was. It was so, somewhere in the 2000-2010 range, but um, I don't know, that must have been Jose. I'm not sure. I, I'll have to go back and check on that. But yeah. yeah, I mean that's just a that's just a Chelsea way of life. But I think Grand Potter's position definitely could be on the line. And talking about the players real quick, Mikhail Mudrik. I think him and Joao Felix might might be the best two transfers out of, of them all. 
Um, yeah. I, and then also um, that that new center back, what was his name? I, 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 yeah, I couldn't I couldn't pronounce it. Yeah, um, from what I saw of him, he looked he looked honestly pretty pretty class. Definitely better than Koulibaly, yeah. and they splashed out big on Koulibaly. Well, yeah, no, I mean it's crazy, right? Because um, you know, going into this year, I figured Chelsea were going to stay a top four side, um, and to add Koulibaly next to Thiago Silva, who I mean, at what is he now, 38, still playing at that high of a level. Um, and, I mean, Badia Shield through the first few games has made everybody forget about Koulibaly. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, I mean, what happens with, you know, Koulibaly himself going forward. But it looks like they got themselves another another solid center half. The other person I'm really interested in is, uh, is Ziyech. Ziyech. Um, you know, I don't know if you saw, he was uh, just about as good as gone to PSG. The paperwork gets messed up at the last second. Um, is his head there? I mean, he started against Fulham. Um, he's he's a great player, but it'll just be interesting to see going forward if he even factors if he'll start again. But you know, like you mentioned with the injuries, um, you know, he, he might have to play, right? So um, we'll see. Um, I don't know that Chelsea will get top four. Uh, I think that's kind of out the window. But um, they're only three points back from seventh, which I believe is the Conference League. So Still could get Europe, um, but, you know, with some of the other top teams going forward, it, it, it will be hard. But, um, yeah, I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, and uh, just just one final thing on uh, on Chelsea real quick. And talking about Ziyech as well, I think the big thing about him is these past few years, they've been playing him off position. You know, his his regular position is playing through the middle. He's almost like a, almost like a number 10. Um, obviously, yeah. they he, he kind of drifts in from the wing. It's kind of what he we used to do with Ajax. But um, with Chelsea, that role has been pretty limited with uh, Kai Havertz being there and both of them kind of occupy, occupying the same space. And uh, I think, yeah. in all honesty, once you get Joao Felix back, you you might have to drop Kai Havertz. You might have to drop him to the bench, put Joao Felix up in that center forward spot, probably put Ziyech maybe somewhere in the midfield with Enzo, um, especially after losing Jorginho. You know, they kind of... I need some need that, and then Conte, yeah. you know, struggles for uh, struggles for health nowadays. Um, so yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, yeah. All right, so we can move on to the next one. Uh, we have Leicester Tottenham. Um, Tottenham to me are the the most mind blowing team. I mean, they have Man City's number um, almost every time they play, but um, they're up and down. Uh, you could say the same with Leicester. Um, what do you, you know, talk me through what you're thinking with this game? <laughs> Uh, so, you know, as far as Leicester goes, they kind of had a rocky start to the season. Obviously, Brendan Rodgers did, did All right. Uh, I think I'm back if you're still there, Dan. I am, yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, we got, we're getting a lot of rain here. So, you um, know, yeah. all right. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> Um, I think we left off still talking about Leicester and Tottenham, and I was kind of giving my take on it. Yeah. Um, what I was trying to say is, I mean, the league's the league is really close this year. In all honesty, with one win, Tottenham can, or Leicester can jump from 14th all the way to 11th, really, or well, 12th, sorry. But um, I mean, that's 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 a pretty uh, maybe two spots, but two spots is big in the Premier League. No, 100. Um, percent I think also too, you know, with. Uh, I mean, we'll get more into the league and stuff, but it looks to me like Southampton are as as good as gone, you know, respectfully. But 
you know, even they're three points from, from the bottom, right? So every, every win counts. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think Tottenham are an interesting team, but I mean, they're only a point off of, uh, off of Newcastle for top four. Um, you know, when it comes to Antonio Conte, sometimes it's, it's up and down. Usually it's short stints with, uh, with a lot of success and, you know, Tottenham, struggle for trophies, but usually are a very, very competitive team within the league. Um, so, you know, with that, um, I don't know, did they did Tottenham? I can't think off the top of my head. They brought in uh, Pedro Porro, I think. Um, I think, you know, I, I know we spoke the other day. Uh, Emerson Royale decided to have the game of his life when they bring Porro in. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I expect Tottenham to, uh, to kind of step up here and um, – and whether they finish top four, that's you know maybe a little bit of a different story. But I think they'll they'll kind of put it on Leicester. Um, but it would be interesting. I mean, you know, with Brendan Rodgers, um, does he get a bigger job? Um, it, it almost feels, in, in a certain sense, you know, I, I think they're reserved to losing losing Thielmans this summer. Um, Addison's had all those links to um, Newcastle. You know, does this seem like this summer maybe this is the time to go? I know this is a little more Monday conversation, but just a quick thought on that. Uh, yeah, I, I wholeheartedly think that Telemans who in all honesty, I, I'm not too sure about Telemans from what I've seen of him is he's just, he's very inconsistent, but when he is on his game, he's, he's I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's just hard. It's hard to stop him. And then obviously James Madison, he's been that, that creative spark in the Leicester midfield. Um, really hard to stop. Very surprised England didn't really use him. I don't think did he go to England in the World Cup? Did he go with them? I don't, remember. I don't think I he did. I think he did. Um, I think he did, but I, I'm, I'm looking right here. He only has one appearance for England um, in his career. And, yeah. you know, he's been up and down, but a play. It's, I mean, I guess they have so many tens. Um, but I, I just 12 goal involvements this year, and he really seems to be the motor on that team. It, it is kind of surprising that he hasn't featured more for them, but you know. I think Newcastle would spend an arm and a leg um, on him, but I mean, he is literally the heart and soul of Leicester this year. So um, be interesting to see. I, I, like I said, I think Tottenham, uh, you know, kind of, kind of run away with this one um, and I'll do, uh, I'll do Tottenham three, one. Yeah. I, uh, I think this is going to be a very close game for Tottenham um, just because of the fact that Leicester seems like they've kind of started to pick it back up. Um, they had a very good outing. Uh, against who was it last week? Uh, Villa. Yeah, uh, I guess Aston Villa, who's yeah. obviously under Unai Emery now, um, who's you know not a coach to be to be messed around with. Um, yeah, but, they've had some really good form since he took over as well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it really all comes down to what what lineup that uh, Antonio Conte decides to go with. I think if he starts Pedro Porro, who I personally still believe is much better than Emerson Royale, um, yeah. even though Emerson Royale had a Wonderful game last week against City. Um, kind of put Grealish in his in his pocket and emptied it out when he got yeah. home. But um, um, but I think it all depends on that. But if it comes down to, it, I think it might be a two-one win for Tottenham. Yeah. Um, all right, and now just to talk about another another uh, London team here. Here, uh, our both our teams playing against each other: Arsenal versus Brentford. Yeah. Um, um I mean, you got you, know, you got. Brentford going to the Emirates, man. Uh, what do you what do you think of that? 
you know, I, I, I'll take my bias um, out as much as possible here because um, Brentford are not since, I mean, because when they came up, we lost to them 2 nothing at the start of last year and it looked, it, it looked really, really dark. It was a dark start of the season, but since then, man, I mean, they have really taken the league by storm um, in seventh place, uh, a point away from sixth. Um, they have, they've been awesome. Um, Ivan Tony to me, I mean, I, I, I could see him getting a big six moves soon. I mean, he is, he's a really good player, but Thomas Frank as well. Um, once again, I mean, you want to talk about a top six move. I think he could, he could make that leap whether he wants to or not. Um, you know, that's a little bit different. Um, and I think Brentford are nine games undefeated. Um, if my, my memory serves me correctly or nine out of 10, something like that. So, yep. um, I mean, I, I, it'll be interesting. And then especially with Arsenal uh, coming off that loss to, to Everton, um, just to transition a little bit, I I do expect Arsenal to go full throttle. Um, you know, it's easier said than done, but from what we've seen this season from Arsenal, um, I, I don't know. I mean, Brentford are great. They're surging. So it this this to me could be the best, the best matchup of the weekend. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts, especially because yeah, Brentford are Brentford are your team. So, uh, I I do agree with um, it could possibly uh, come down to be the the best best game of the weekend. So, Arsenal is obviously it, they play sort of like City, except with more more energy. You know, they yeah. they want to attack the goal. They don't want to just play around, wait for their opening. No, they want to attack the goal. You know, they got long, young talents like Martinelli. Gabriel Jesus, who's obviously injured right now. Um, Odegaard, Hokkaido Saka. Um, Even then, Kenya like, stepping in there. Uh, he's done, yeah. done a decent job since he's honestly. I'd say, I'd say he's he's doing a little bit better than Jesus before Jesus went went down. But um, yeah, yeah, and Kenya has been been a revelation for, for Arsenal since that injury. Um, but just to talk about Brentford real quick, yeah, I mean Thomas Frank, man, he's he's done wonders with that team. His his record against the top six. Um, it's, I, I mean, I don't think we've, we've seen something like this apart from like, you know, some of the old time codes, maybe Sean Dice or something. I don't know, but, um, yeah, Tom Frank, he's, he's done wonders with, with our team. Um, and obviously Ivan Tony, he had that little hiccup with the whole, uh, gambling scandal, which <laughs> <Yeah>. didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't, it didn't, it didn't set him up for too long, but, um, you know, he's back into it. And, uh, I was looking at it. I think he has like. You know, I'm not one to get into, you know, XG and everything, but I think he has like a 10.1 XG, um, which is, you know, expected goals, which is, I mean, that's, he's up there with Harry Kane, Mo Salah and everything. I think since, uh, since 21 to 22 season, um, Ivan Tony has been on par. I think he's in the top four running of most goals scored in the Premier League since then. No, I don't um, doubt it. Yeah. No, and, he's, uh, um, but they're also, I mean, not to cut you off, they're, they're very sound. Like it, it's very rare to me when I, you know, I'll be completely honest. I probably don't watch nearly as much as you, but when I do, they're very sound. Even, I mean, I remember watching them beat Liverpool a few months ago and they, they just went at Liverpool. Um, I think ended up winning like three to one. So um, not, not just having Tony up there, but their back line solid. Um, got a industrious midfield. They'll run. They're not afraid to put a foot in. Um, so they're a, a heck of a team. Yeah, um, and and it's also, and one thing I want to touch on is it, it can't come down to just 
you know, a few players on each team that can make a difference. Obviously, um, Brentford with Ivan Tony and the, their playmaker in the midfield this year, who has been, I mean, absolutely, absolutely absurd. And I could definitely see him moving on to. Uh, Yeah, that was you again. All right. <sighs> I'm back now. Sounds good. Oh, God, man. Well, Damn power. It's best to keep uh, keep balls balls yeah. under control. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, just to cap off on Arsenal versus Brentford, I think it comes down to a few players on Arsenal's side. Odegaard, Nketia, Martinelli, um, and obviously Partey. There was rumors of him being injured last week, but from what I've heard, he's completely fit. If yeah. he's playing, um, it could be a big thing for Arsenal, for Brentford. Um, obviously, Matthias Jensen, um, Buebo, uh, Wisa, Ivan Tony, that front line. Just you know, if they're on, if they're on par with each other, then uh, we're in for a good game. But I think it's going to be Arsenal one zero. I agree. Um, I think another name that I'm interested to see um, was our January signing uh, Trissard. Um, you know, Martinelli's obviously the future on the left side. Um, but, you know, hasn't had the, the greatest of form since the new year. Um, Trossard's looked lively since he's, when he's come on. Um, and so I've seen a lot of, a lot of fans, you know, kind of asking for him to start. So um, it'll be interesting to see if he starts, but no, I, I agree. Um, I'm going to go two one Arsenal. Uh, when, when Arsenal concede a goal, um, seem to do really well of, of bouncing back. Um, so yeah, I'll go, I'll go two one. Uh, let's move on to United Leeds. So uh, they had a replay of a game um, from earlier in the season. They played it uh, yesterday on Wednesday, um, mm-hmm. and obviously they drew. Uh, they actually our United actually came back, being being you know two zero down. down. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so you know, good on them for fighting back. It's not something we've seen from United in in previous seasons or most yeah. recent seasons. But um, you know, maybe Eric Ten Hag is the real deal. No, I, I think so. Um, I mean, Marcus Rashford, uh, I think this is the player he's always been. Um, injuries and, you know, just instability at United for how many years now, I think have obviously kind of hindered that. But um, I actually got to watch the second half um, of the game, and I, I think I think they might be unlucky not to, uh, to have gotten a winner. Um, I mean, I – they were just going at Leeds and, you know, credit to Leeds for um, new manager balance, if you will. But um, the one player I was actually impressed with was, uh, was Jane Sancho, um, Sanko, whatever, Sancho, um, you know, kind of struggled with form since coming to United, um, had some injury concerns, um, but, you know, got himself a goal, um, looked lively as well when I, when I watched the other day. So um, it'll be interesting. Um you know, the leads, it's tough. Um, cause obviously when you, when you get your manager 
sacked or, or they're fired or they leave, there's usually a new manager bounce. Um, you know, players tend to, to play a little bit above their above their talent, if you will, or just kind of step up. But to have United back to back, I mean, that is it's a tough ask. Um, and I, I think, truthfully, with the with the form United are in. Um, I think to take one point, which is what they got yesterday, I think they'll they'll be pretty happy with that. Um, obviously, would like more, but yeah, no, I I, I think uh, I think United will take this one. But what are you what are your thoughts there? All right, uh, I was able to get back in. Okay, sweet. Let's try to run <sighs> through this. Uh, yeah. Before the weather goes uh, again. Yeah, give me one second. All right, so, um, yeah, talking about Ma- uh, Manchester United versus Leeds, obviously Leeds got some new transfers. Probably talk about them Monday. Um, you know, they brought in Weston McKinney from Juve. That's a big, big pickup since they missed out on Calvin Phillips this past summer with him moving over to City. Um, I think this is going to be a comfortable win for United, 3-0. Uh, I agree. Uh, I'm... Yeah, I'd actually agree three three zero, but I wouldn't be surprised if it if it got more. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know they had that hiccup in the midweek, but um, I guess we'll have to see. All right, next up we got Man City versus Aston Villa, Pep Guardiola versus Unai Emery. Um, just quick thoughts: Unai Emery does not have a very good record against um, Pep Guardiola in twelve games. He's uh, drawn four and lost eight. Which is not a record you want to see, and uh, no. obviously, when I am losing four two to Leicester last week, what do you think? Um, no, I agree. My uh, well, obviously had Aston Villa, or, um, excuse me, when I am at Arsenal, um, I, I think he got a bad rap. Um, my best friend's a Villa fan, so I try to you know keep up with them as much as possible. Um, it, it's tough. They've played well since when I Emery come has come, but um, I think City are going to bounce back. Uh, I think they'll win. Four one, I think. Uh, I think Holland had a hat trick as well. I uh, Holland hat trick. I mean, that's that's very predictable, though. To be fair, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, just a quick note. Um, you know, obviously, City's having struggles with uh, financial fair play, and uh, that's probably weighing on a lot of those players' minds, um, especially questioning their futures uh, as far as rulings come. We'll get into that Monday, but um, yeah, I still think uh, even apart from that, it's going to be a comfortable win from City. They're going to bounce back from that loss of Tottenham, and they're going to they're going to kind of take their anger out on uh, Aston Villa. But I agree, four uh, one. Sounds good. And then uh, for the last one here, we'll we'll jump into the Merseyside derby, um, Liverpool versus Everton. Um, just a couple quick thoughts to wrap it up here. What do you got? Uh, obviously, Sean Dyche taking over. Uh, at Everton, beating Arsenal last week in his first game back. Um, you know, he's a legend of the Premier League. He's uh, kind of been around all over the place. Um, but he's an experienced coach. He's a veteran in the Premier League, and he knows what it takes to win against these bigger clubs yeah. in the Premier League. Um, and obviously, Liverpool looking very lost at the moment. You know, that that, that midfield trio of uh, Jordan Henderson, Fabinho, and Thiago just... Uh, I mean, <laughs> needless to say, they're, they're atrocious this season. Obviously, you got a magician in Tiago, but uh, Fabiano and Jordan Henderson are just very lackluster. They got Fabio Carvalho on the bench, who could easily take one of their spots. Who Jurgen Klopp just uh, refuses to use. Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, Joe Gomez, and Robertson just kind of giving nothing to the defense. Obviously, Van Dyke is Van Dyke. Um, I think this could be a one-zero win to Everton. 
yeah, I'm glad you said that. Um, you know, I watched the the whole game versus Arsenal last week, and um, I mean, Everton looked good. Um, and we'll get into more more of them uh, and just more in general on Monday. But um, I, I they looked very they looked a new team. I mean, they say they, they still could go down. I don't think they will. Um, Sean Dyche has done a lot to to revitalize that team, and they need it. Um, their owners are horrible. Um, but no, I, I, I agree. I'm going to go two one to Everton. Um, Liverpool need to, to revamp that midfield. Um, I'm surprised they didn't do it in the winter a little bit. Obviously, they have some ambitions for the summer, but um, we'll get into more of that on Monday. But yeah, I'll go two uh, one Everton. Yeah, uh, and uh, just one final thought. Uh, what do you think about Klopp? You think it's his final straw if uh, if they don't if they don't qualify for European? European play this week or this, yeah. uh, this this season? No, it's it's tough, right? I mean, he came into them, uh, well, you know, came into Liverpool. Um, I should say, uh, in in obviously a rebuild, um, and it, it kind of feels like they're back into that place, and they've accomplished a lot, winning the league, winning um, the Champions League, going to the Champions League final, um, you know, three times. Um, it does kind of feel like the end of the era. Um, it, it is up to him whether he wants to go back into that rebuild, but. You know, the, the the foundation is there. It's just the midfield. So I wouldn't be surprised if they go out and they get um, maybe Jude Bellingham. And, you know, that could do wonders for them. Um, I think we'll just kind of have to see how it plays out the rest of this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, I guess that's uh, that's it for this podcast. Um, you know, great that's first awesome. episode. Um, yeah. And, you know, we appreciate anyone that takes the time to listen to this. And we look forward to uh, going more in depth on Monday. Absolutely. We'll see you guys next time. Balls. Yeah.